1: So how much money did you end up making yesterday? Oh, sh- <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was curious why Damonze wasn't going out one night this weekend. I was like, why are you here? He was like, ah, uh, gotta be grinding. I'm like grinding? It's like, yeah, double money available for Grand Theft Auto Online missions. I could make a cool 15 million if I play it right. <laughs> That happened. That happened. And then he was still grinding. He's still, you know, working seven days a week, no days off, when the Grammys were ending. <laughs> and I was like, time for me to go to bed, buddy. But hey, like the mayor of New York, er- Eric Adams, says, if you're going to hang with the boys at night. You got to wake up with the men in the morning. Hey, you were man. there all night, and now you're yeah, here. I'm here. Ready to do it. You ready to go? I'm here. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. Let's do it. Welcome into to What's Right with Nick Wright, episode number seven. This one might be our very best one yet. We have a ton to get to, but as we always do on this show, we have to start with what we're not getting to, not on the show today, the National Championship game. Not because I don't care about it, but because we are recording a few hours before the National Championship game, so we're not able to talk about it because you're going to be watching or listening right after the National Championship game. We're not getting to... The 11 seed, terrible Lakers losing their sixth straight game. And we're not getting to production being paused for Bad Boys 4. Those are the how things. How convenient.
2: Excuse, it,
1: hold, wait, hold on a second. How convenient that, the that Lakers to,
2: losing streak is in making the show.
1: How convenient that you start talking before you've even been introduced. Hey, man,
2: I'm just calling out. You got, got it, You
1: awesome. got a little. This Demonze, this is my son. He's the sidekick of the show. But as you might be able to tell, he's already trying to make himself the co-host of the show where he just opens up his mic. He's like, hey, let me jump in before I've been introduced. Listen, the Lakers not making the show is not convenient for me. I obviously would love to talk about the Lakers. I don't stack the show. I'm not in charge of these things. And if you are the 11 seed and just terrible, you can't make the show. So why don't instead of you all- alleging nefarious things, and you go look up nefarious during a commercial break, why don't you <laughs> tell me what we
2: are actually talking about? Uh, you know what we're starting with okay. You're back and forth with Kevin Durant.
1: What happened? Oh, I had forgotten about this. This was Forgot five, six it. days ago. Okay, so let's walk. Let me let me paint this picture. I'm at Barclays with seats I purchased, paid a little bit too much for, but as I tweeted. And this isn't even the tweets that cause the controversy. Kids, always remember, sporting event, no matter how expensive the tickets, they're free if you bet on the right team. So your mom and I were there to Monze. We had second row seats to watch Giannis, the best player alive, hit the dagger three, then hit the free throws and beat the Nets. So I tweeted, I legit feel for KD, was second best LeBron for a decade. The moment he might have passed LeBron, Giannis passed him, second player out of high school, second pick in the draft, second best player in the NBA for life. Legit awful luck. So KD says, and don't show the next tweets yet, because if you're watching, we're showing them to you. If you're listening, you just follow along. Don't feel bad for the God. Life has been incredible, little Nikki. So K, I I see that this is like 28 minutes after the game ends, KD fires up this tweet. Now, let me defend Kevin Durant here. My tweet was mean. There is no way around it. It was mean and It was meaner, I think, than most people understood, but KD understood. Because 10 years ago, Kevin Durant was interviewed by Sports Illustrated, and the cover was KD, and the quote was, I'm sick of coming in second. And he said, I was the second player out of high school, I was second pick of the draft, I was second in MVP voting, and he had just lost in the finals to LeBron. So I know this is something that actually has 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 been a thing with him, but I just couldn't resist. It was a mean tweet, but it was a good tweet. However, I also then could not resist more. Now we can show the next series because KD, if you noticed, he said, don't feel bad for the God. The God and little Nicky were my two takeaways there. So I said, honest question before bed, if KD's a God, what does that make Giannis? And he says, a God, just like you are, but you'd rather be a Hasn't. So there's a lot to unpack here. But first of all, it also should be noted that I didn't just, you know, take my win or my loss, man, on how you like it. A couple of days later, KD scored his career high 55 against the Hawks in a game the Nets had to have, but they lost. And I sent another one saying, uh, even on a night KD gets his career high, he still comes in second tough times. So listen, I'm needling Durant. I have no problem Durant coming back at me. But I also don't think anything, while it was mean, I don't think anything I said there was out of bounds. I also think there is an interesting window into Durant on a number of levels. One is, it's less than 30 minutes removed from the end of a game that was a critical loss for them against the Bucks, And he's not only already on his phone, but I didn't even tag him in those tweets, and he doesn't follow me. So either it's been sent to him, or he's searching, or whatever, and he's already firing on Twitter. The other interesting part of it, as we're and listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the clock today. If you're watching, we only have seven minutes left. For the first time, I'm actually gonna hit the clock, even though I'm going long this long in this first segment. I'm gonna start hitting the clock correctly, so I've got to go faster. But the other interesting part was, Katie low key complimented me there, because he said I could be a god but I choose to be a peasant. Well, it's crazy. So,
2: well, mom oh. was actually on his side. Oh, yeah. So pretty crazy to me.
1: Yeah, so DeMondsey's correct about this. And I don't know if we have these tweets to show you, but when Demanze says mom, that's obviously his mom, my wife. She's sitting next to me in the car ride back from the stadium, sees my tweets and tweets, I'm not a part of this. I'm a fan of yours, KD. And then she knifes me With, and the name is Nikki Poo, not Little Nikki. So we'll talk more about your mother later. I don't really want to pull her into this, at least for the time being. But are we, do we have more on the Durant thing? Yeah, I mean, let's
2: follow your logic here. Yeah. You say Katie is the second best behind Giannis. Yeah. That means you're saying he's better than LeBron. Okay. Um, Be honest. When was the last time LeBron was better than Katie? Because I feel like it was back when I was in high school.
1: Oh, back when you were in high school? Okay, stop it. There has never been a moment. Prior to this year, maybe one could argue last year, but Katie was banged up, that Katie's been better than LeBron. The idea that Katie was better than LeBron when they were in Golden State, I understand Katie won those championships. Does anyone in the world think that if Katie and LeBron switched places, and Katie was on those Cavs teams, and LeBron was on the Warriors teams, those finals would have gone any different? No, the only difference would have been in 2018, when it was LeBron Kevin Love half the time, and Jeff Green, no Kyrie. That if that was KD there in place of LeBron in 2018, there's no chance those Cavs team make the finals. But yes, right now KD is better than LeBron, as is someone whose name is on the screen. Well, two people's names are on the screen, which I think we're going to get to right now. Looks like two of my favorite players. What's up? Speaking of Giannis. Yeah. You
2: made a finals prediction Sunday. Yeah. Giannis's Bucks versus Lucas Mavs. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of respect for a guy who's never even made won a playoff series. Yeah. Why do you believe Luca, some role players, and Jason Kidd can beat Phoenix in Golden
1: State? Because I saw the closest the the player whose game most closely mimics uh, Luca, I saw him do it 15 years ago. Now you're too young to remember this, but you were, you were with me, watching the game when this was all happening, 2007. 22 year old LeBron James, who had been to two playoff series ever, was playing in, or I'm sorry, yeah, played in two playoff series ever prior to that year, 07. We were at Castro's house, 07, and I am watching, watching LeBron put up the 48 special against Detroit, watching it happen, and I'm saying, oh my God, it's arrived. LeBron and Booby Gibson and Damon Jones are going to make The finals. (laughs) That's what Luka Doncic is about to do. Luka Doncic is 23. He's played in two playoff series ever, and he, Spinter Dinwiddie, and Jalen Brunson are going to make the finals. Period, point blank. You watch, he tortured the Bucs over the weekend. There is no answer for him. You're like, oh, it won't work in the playoffs. Luka, in his career in the postseason, 34, 9, and 10. And keep in mind, midway through one of those series, Marcus Morris maimed his ankle and he was injured for it. He still averaged 39 and 10 for that series. Last year averaged 36, 9 and 10 for that series. Every playoff game he's ever played, Kawhi and Paul George have been the two wing defenders and he's unstoppable. The Mavs are making the finals. And of course, the Bucks are making the finals. It, right now, you can get Bucks, Mavs, Fi- bucks over Mavs in the finals you can get 50 to one on it 50 to one on it if you want a nice long shot bet that is absolutely going to happen I said I was going to hit the clock that means I really have to go fast through these last two all right what's next
2: let's go to the NFL yeah it's been a few days but I'm still confused on what just happened in Tampa yeah um, Arians retired out of nowhere Todd Bowles is
1: replacing him yeah do you buy that Brady had nothing to do with this No, the timing is too suspicious to buy Brady had nothing to do with it. I'd love to believe Bruce Arians, who to his credit has been a true champion of diversity, has the most diverse staff for any non-black head coach ever, and shows you don't have to be a black guy to hire black people. I'd love to believe the story of he just wanted to hand over a championship team to Todd Bowles, give him another chance. I love that idea. The problem is twofold. One is the timing is too suspicious. It answers so many questions about Brady's odd retirement and the idea that Brady unretired and then Myster- the next day found out Arians was walking away. When there have been reports about them not getting along, it, it just doesn't pass smell test. And here's the other thing: what is the thing I always told you back when you and I didn't have as healthy of a relationship we have now? Which is the problem with lying to me? Oh, is if you do it once on a big thing when you're not doing it. I'm going to think you are right Right. that like once you sever the trust, it's going to hurt both of us because I'm not going to know when to take you seriously. Right. All right. That's how I look at Tom Brady now. Sorry, man. I can't believe you. Your sham retirement was a sham retirement. The idea you never intended to be retired and you told me, no, it was real. So now when you're like, no, I love Bruce. I'm sorry. You lied to me too too recently. I can't do it. All right, I said I'm going to make the clock. I got 45 seconds. Read this fast. Go. Yo, quickly, on to
2: my favorite subject, golf. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tiger says he's a game-time decision for the Masters. Yeah. No idea if he'll play. Yeah. If he's still not sure if he can, doesn't that mean he shouldn't play? And as a Tiger fan, do you even want to see him play if he's not 100%? Uh,
1: of course I want to see him play if he's not 100%. It's the Masters. He's going to be splitting fairways at Augusta. He's playing. I already bet him at eighty to one. Eighty to one. i I put five hundred dollars on Tiger at eighty to one. Wow. Just so you know, five hundred times eighty. You can grab a kit, your phone calculator, but the answer is forty thousand. Forty thousand dollars coming my way when Tiger gets green jacket number six. That's the clock. Hit that buzzer. We'll be right back.
2: Yeah, I did bet that. Sounds like an SRT for the boy. SRT? Yep.
1: What's an SRT?
2: It's a Dodge Charger.
1: A Charger? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny.
2: No, I'm not even a Charger
1: type of guy. No, you're more of a three train type of guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, No, you're not a Charger type of guy. You're an 05 broken Mercury Mountaineer type of guy. Then you got hit and run in college like and it wasn't times. my fault. Yeah. Demondsey kept getting hit and run. It's unbelievable. No. People kept running no, into him and no, driving. Away. I did not say hit.
2: The last time was a hit and run. They swerved into my lane, forced me to hit the median. Mm-hmm. That's
1: when the car got messed up the most. Hold on. Did the car hit you? No. Then it's not a hit and run, buddy. Demondsey is two for two on cars that he's owned that at one point having to drive them post airbag side airbag deployment meaning like just regularly like get into the car hold on guys I have to fold in these airbags that deployed <laughs> <laughs> yeah listen the last one the last accident that Demanze was in in the Mountaineer was not his fault despite it not being his fault the way it was resolved was I had to meet these guys had Demanze meet them in a parking lot with a payoff so they wouldn't yeah, you're like, oh my neck. Yeah, I had to do a cash payment, and the most, the most unenforceable in court. Sign this document saying you won't sue my poor son here, please. I beg of you. God, dog it, man. Still cheaper than your sister's, though. Were you guys recording all of that? Oh, buddy, that's a bad beat for you. Down bad for me. Head on a swivel. I kind of set you up to fail there, talking about your tortured driving history, but I, I. I should have remembered and you should have remembered. These guys are always recording. Also, let me explain something to the audience. Let's just get into the B block now. If you guys are still recording, let's just go. I cheated a bit in the A block. I was so tortured that I was 0 for 6 on hitting the clock. Because we, if you're just listening to us, we have this clock on the side. It's a countdown to try to keep me moving. We were supposed to do five segments, five topics in that A block. I knew I had no chance of actually hitting the clock for the first time, which I did as promised. So I asked them to move the fifth seg- topic from the A block to the B block. So before we even get to our game, this is our first segment of the B block, which is actually kind of the A. Doesn't matter. Eh, you know, time's a, you know, a made up concept anyway. Man made. All right. So what, what's the, what are we doing here? We've talked a lot about
2: KD, but yeah. not
1: much about his team. Oh, cause they're trash.
2: Yeah. The Nets are, the Nets are locked into the play and are currently the 10 seed. 10 seed. What's the biggest problem for the Nets? Steve Nash, Kyrie, or how good the East is.
1: Okay, so it's not how good the East is because I understand early in the year, it's like, oh, the Cavs are frisky, but they're not. Celtics are over there too. The Celtics, but so here's the thing. The Cavs are frisky, no, they're not. The Bulls, they have fallen off a bit. The Celtics just, Robert Williams was like low-key, really important for them, and he's out the next six weeks, if not longer. And Philly still has trouble closing games. So aside from Milwaukee... It should be there for the taking for Brooklyn. Unfortunately, Brooklyn stinks. (laughs) And so let me start on Kyrie, then I'll get to Nash. Because it's not just Nash and it's not just Kyrie, but they're both culpable. So just some facts for you. In games Kyrie Irving has played this season, the Nets not only have the worst defensive rating in basketball, they have the worst defensive rating in basketball history. So you're not going to win. With the worst defense ever. Here's another fun fact for you. Remember when Kyrie, every game he played, he was the freshest guy on either team because he was playing once a week like he was in the Premier League. Uh, so now that he has to play a full schedule, he's shooting 36% and averaging 21 per game. Also, the seven games this year Kyrie has played the most minutes, the Nets are 0-7. So that's a problem. And I'm not saying... This is. People are gonna aggregate this, and they're gonna screw me on this. They're gonna say, "Oh, Nick Wright said Kyrie Irving's a double agent." I'm not saying Kyrie's a double agent. What meaning working against the team? What I am no. saying is, if Kyrie were a double agent, what would he have done differently this year? Not get back. <laughs> beef with his somehow have the Harden relationship sour so much they end up trading Harden and getting a guy in Ben Simmons who doesn't play basketball seemingly anymore. Play unbelievable just to give the team just enough hope until he's allowed to play every day and then go on the take. And then even this weekend, Katie had 55 points on 28 shots. Kyrie had 31 points on 32 shots. How does Kyrie take more shots than Katie in the game this weekend? So again, I'm not saying Kyrie, I, I think Kyrie truly wants the Nets to win and wants to win. I'm not saying he's a double agent. What I'm saying is if he were a double agent, would he be doing anything differently? Which brings me to Steve Nash. If Steve Nash were a coach that was in way over his head, had no idea what he was doing, and had no moves to make, oh, wait, that's not a hypothetical. That's just what he is. (laughs) I mean, listen, Steve Nash, a nice guy. But hiring a fan, which is what he is essentially, to coach this team. A fan. Yeah. He could have picked someone out of the stands (laughs) at Barclays. We could have picked the whammy guy. The old man who sit, stands behind the baskets and Nets games and tries to put the whammy on the free throw shooters. He, he wouldn't be doing worse than Nash.
2: Not every they're, fan wins an MVP.
1: Not, not every fan wins an MVP. That's fair. No. And by the way, Steve Nash, with the way Patty Mills is playing, his best contribution to the team might be if he could suit up. Certainly wouldn't hurt their defense. I mean, the worst defense ever. But so there are little small things that if you watch the Nets, you're like, oh, okay, they're just, they don't have a coach. It's not they're poorly coached. They don't have don't a coach. Have so here's one of them. On free throws, when the other team is shooting free throws, you know who very often lines up on the low block, the rebounding position? Kyrie. Do it, yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because he wants to. You know whose job it is to be like, hey, buddy, you, you go anywhere else, but you're the smallest guy on the court. <laughs> you probably shouldn't be in defensive box out position. The coach. But Nash ain't going to do that. So, no, the Nets are... He's a player's th- coach. Yeah, a player's coach. Yeah, 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 He's a player who happens to be <laughs> coaching. There's a difference. So, yeah. So, it's all of the above. No depth, no defense, no home court advantage, the whole thing. They are sunk, man. They, are, they might not get out of the play-in. And if they do, the Heat or whomever's the one seed is going to annih- absolutely annihilate them. See, that's why I had to push this little Nets talk. To B block because I said five solid minutes on it. All right, let's go quickly. We have a game to play. The game is called This or That. More Durant. I, I feel like we've had enough Durant on the show, but go ahead. What are we starting with? Katie's best dunks on you or on the court? Okay. Well, on me, I would say no. But if it's on the screen, you a little editorialized there. You said on me. On the screen, it says on Twitter. His best, he, Katie's not a great dunker. He's a great player, but his obvious best dunks are on Twitter. I mean he goes after everybody. Do you guys remember when he and Stephen A? I, you probably don't remember this Tomaz. You have to after the show you have to google this video. It's the funniest Stephen A's ever been on television and Stephen A is funny a lot. But Katie and Stephen A got into it somehow and Stephen A one day at the end of first take turned right into the camera and he's like Kevin Durant, I'm warning you. You don't want these problems. I know people. It was like it almost felt like he was threatening him. Uh-huh. It was really weird. But katie has got, Katie's come after me, he's come after Shannon, he's come after Skip, he's come after Stephen A. Like, he's come after random kids through burner accounts. (laughs) He's better dunking on Twitter than he is dunking in the game. Okay, all right, what's next?
2: Um, The Rams reminded you of a dynasty in the making or a guy maxing out credit cards.
1: Okay, so the answer is a guy maxing out credit cards, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Little life advice, courtesy, my buddy Laszlo, who is the best radio guy I've ever known, he and Colin, Colin's obviously sports, Laszlo is not, uh, about young people and credit cards. So here's the thing, guys. I, I don't have a problem with people, ma- young people maxing out credit cards, and this is all via my buddy Laszlo, I don't have a problem with them walking away from the debt. Guess what? Credit card companies telling you, I think there's a chance you might not pay this back, which is why I get to charge you an obscene 29% interest rate. So if you're 23 years old and all of a sudden your credit's pretty decent, this is not advice I want you to take, by the way. Credit's decent. You're like, man, I'm getting my first apartment. I have no money, spending all my money on rent. I need to furnish it with nice stuff. Well, you know what? Take all those credit cards. You furnish your place, try to pay it back. But if you realize you can't, they made a bet. They bet you, they hoped you would, they knew you might not. But now, guess what? They, they ain't taking the stuff back. Now, is your credit going to be ruined for seven years? Yeah. So you're not going to be able to buy a house for seven years. Okay, big deal. By the time you're 30, you get to start over. So I have a problem with people maxing out their credit cards. How does it apply to football? Here's how it applies to football. The Rams are saying we might be screwed in 2025. They don't care. They want to lounge on a nice sofa. They want to have Bobby Wagner there. They want, they, they want to enjoy today at the expense of tomorrow. I actually don't mind that approach in life. Or in sports. All right, what's next?
2: Frank Gore, Hall of Famer or No
1: Way. Oh, so Frank Gore, he has compiled enough that he is a Hall of Famer. That there, like he's a compiler, but such an epic compiler that he makes Hall of Fame. If you're top five all-time in rushing yards, you get to be in the Hall of Fame. Like I am totally okay with that. I think that's right. And I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You, you can get into the Hall of Fame via compiling, similar to Craig Biggio. You just have to be an all-time great compiler, which Frank Gore is. So I'm okay with him being in like, to me, was he ever as good for one year as Chris Johnson? No. But is he a more deserving Hall of Famer than Chris Johnson? Of course. So I'm okay with Frank Gore being a Hall of Famer. All right. What's next?
2: Yeah. More believable DK Metcalf's diet or DK Metcalf trade rumors.
1: Oh, listen! I think it's definitely the, the diet is not believable. The idea that DK Metcalf can look the way he does and his diet reportedly is uh, or the, what he said is a cup of coffee, one meal, and four bags of candy. It's not possible. He's trying to set other people back. Oh, oh! It's like you know,
2: I'm I'm eating all this stuff and you know I'm still built like this. I think he's trying to keep other people down. Oh,
1: that's what I think. Oh, that it's uh that it's like a psychology. It, it, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's a good, like, oh, I, I should just do the DK Metcalf diet to look like him. So other receivers, smart, good one. I like that take. The trade rumors, I believe, too much smoke. There's too much smoke. Also, controversial DK Metcalf take. Uh, he's too old to have that color hair. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I would be, I would be hesitant to pay anybody 25 plus million dollars a year. <laughs> That has blue or green or purple hair. I just would. Sorry. That's just, that's just how I feel. All right, we got one more to get to, and I'm, I'm over time, but we'll do it very quickly. What's the last one?
2: Fake April Fool's news. I told you this on was on social a hard media. One. Yeah. Charming or annoying?
1: I actually find it charming for this one reason it helps you decipher who you follow that is not discerning about what they put out there. So I'm not getting tricked by any fake April Fool's news, but if you do and I see I follow you, I'm like, hmm. Now I now I'm now I'm questioning your intelligence. So to me, it's a good way to kind of weed out some of the dopes that you may or may not be following. So I actually don't mind it at all. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in final segment of the show. This is episode seven of the What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and. YouTube show. Please like, rate, subscribe, review, do all of those things, as is almost always the case. I, they don't tell me what exactly we're talking about in this final segment. Demonze and the producers talk together and figure out what we're doing. So Demonze, what are we doing here? All right. So what
2: happened with you and mom around the whole Durant tweet situation? Oh,
1: okay. So here's the thing. So I think people saw my wife's tweet Which was, I'm on Katie's side in this. And then the funny little, it's Nikki Poo, not little Nikki. And they might have thought, oh, she's like, you know, part of the bit or, okay. So, and you, maybe you've picked up on this in the house. She's not happy with me about this.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So she, uh, so a few things. She thinks I'm being mean. I would argue I, that I can't really, She, in fact, what she said is I'm being, quote, a bully. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think it's possible for me, Nick Wright, uh, you know, according to Kevin Durant, a peasant? Can a peasant bully a god? Let me ask it that way. Is it even possible? I'm a peasant. He's a god. Can Is that possible?
2: If you're going by those terms, no, I, I don't think there's really a way that you can bully Kevin Durant.
1: Hold on. It sounds like you might have an issue with this, too. No, no, no. I don't have an issue with it. You know, I'm a fan of KD. I like his play style, but... um... Okay, you know what? You're being nice here, and I appreciate that. Let me tell America something. My whole family's against me on this. My wife not only sent that tweet, was irritated with me all weekend. And it didn't help that Saturday night, I referenced the tweet I sent after the Hawks game. Saturday night, my wife and I had a date scheduled. And as we pulled into uh, the parking lot for where we were going, I said, "Hold on one second, I have to send a tweet real quick." And that was the next KD tweet, and it kind of ruined the whole date. So that, so my wife and I, my wife thinks that I need to to quote Michelle Obama, go high rather than go low. I need to go high when they go low. That's not exactly how I feel about it. I felt like it was all in bounds. Your sister Deora, did you see what she did Friday at school? Because p- her friends tweeted or texted her Thursday night or Friday morning that Kate, because she doesn't follow me on any social media. She doesn't care about oh, what she, I do for right. a living. Oh, wow. On She she doesn't. She, that's fine. She's not a sports fan. Friday to school, she wore a Nets shirt, a Brooklyn Nets shirt. It happened to have Harden on it. She didn't have a Durant shirt. In order to publicly support them rather than me. Wow. Deanna, the youngest, doesn't really know, but she's going to go whichever way the wind is blowing. And in this house, the wind always blows towards her mother. So I'm just I'm a man on an island. So I want you, the audience, to know this. I have made my my home life more difficult, not for my own uh satisfaction, but because I think it provides good content because I am that much that dedicated to you, the viewer and the listener that I'm like, you know what? I think this this makes the sports fan the sports fan that comes to me as an escape from their life or whatever's going on. I, holy crap! God, dog it. I love that. Nick Wright is Little Nicky. Is that my face? They put my face on Little Nicky, the Adam Sandler thing. That's. I was about to say. Oh, it. If you got in, oh, hold on. If you're not watching, they they did a whole Little Nicky poster, and it reads: If you got into a late night Twitter fight with Kevin Durant, you'd discuss it on your podcast too. I've never seen that. Uh, I've never seen Little Nicky. So that's
2: your face and not Adam Sandler?
1: That's my face, buddy. It's Adam Sandler's haircut in Little Nicky, but that's my face. Okay, well done, producers. I hope you guys didn't use too much of your bant. <laughs> All right, that, I'm telling you right now, guys, I don't know if that's what I'm responding to right oh now on God. audio. I'm not certain <laughs> if the YouTube viewers are ever going to see it because I don't need that floating around the internet. If you guys are trying to put this actually on the show, you need to do oh, like the God. blur over my face the way that they do in when you don't have license, like in jackass movies, where they don't have license for the pedestrians. That that one right there is out of line. <laughs> this is why I the producers said to me before the show, Nick, it's super important you don't go overtime. And I said, I won't. They're like, no, seriously. In the first two blocks, you need to hit the out. But now I know why, because they knew we needed a lot of time in the C block so they could try to create images that will haunt me on the internet for the rest of my career. Thanks. Well done. Yeah. Well, little shrug emojis from all our terrible producers in Los Angeles.
2: We love you guys.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Speak for yourself. That's the show.